and nobody misses like this, man. It's crazy. Welcome back, everybody. This is Backlash Radio. Anthony Pino and Nick Carullo. Uh, sorry, it's been a while. We've just been crazy busy with um, stuff going on. So Nick, Nick has got some interesting stuff going on, and I'm still here in Mexico um, catching sailfish and dealing with some boat issues. So, uh, or fishing for sailfish. I wouldn't call it catching all the time. But um, yeah, man. So Nick's here, and we're, we're back finally. So I don't know how many weeks it's been, but too long probably. Not too yeah. bad. I think two weeks, maybe. Yeah. How you been, brother? Been I'm up good, man. How you doing? city, right? Good. Yeah, it's been been a been a couple trips or a few trips now, and probably gotta get ready to go back on uh, a couple weeks. Yeah. Cool. So, well, we could talk about. I think this will be a good good thing to talk about, you guys, and the um, the wire transfer. The fifty eight Weaver will. No longer be a fifty-eight weaver in in a year or two, right? Or a year and a half, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be a sixty-three Titan here early next year, hopefully. Cool. Titan yachts built in uh, Bishopville, Maryland, of all places, right down the street from my house. So it'd be good to have you uh, have you up quite a bit. Um, I'm excited. Oh yeah, be a Maryland native here soon. Yeah, you will. Already talk about getting me an Airbnb up there. Yeah, like, come no, on. We'll just move the whole fam up here for a couple of months of summer. In the summer, at least, you could fish and um, fish and oversee the build. Yeah, we're we're thinking. Depending on when the boat's ready, maybe just keep it keep it up there for a season. Oh, that would be awesome. I think you guys just follow you around. I it's either gonna go one of two plays, one of two ways. You're either gonna fall in love with it and come back every season or and be like everybody that comes here from from the Florida and loves it. Well, I'm not saying everybody does, but the people who do really love it. Raul, my buddy Croft. There's a whole gang of guys that really seem to really love coming up here for, for different reasons, hunting, teasers, the fishing, you know, all of it. But um, yep. that's pretty cool. I'm excited to have you around. So that'll be cool. So tell us about the boats. Uh, tell us about why, you know, the 58 Weaver's very nice platform, you know, but and Richard owned it for forever, right? Yeah, he's had it for forever. And, you know, when I first got on the boat a few years ago, uh, the first thing I did is we went to the yard and did a full refit on her and you know, we got her dialed in where she needed to be. She needed a little TLC, and we added two sea keepers, sonar, and you know, new T cockpits and everything, and new interior, and got her where she needed to be so she could fish. You know the, you know the year and a half or so. You know the DR and Bahama run we had, and it was definitely a good boat for what we did, and. Definitely having a little attachment to her, but uh, but yeah, we're we're upgrading big time here. So pretty pretty excited, pretty fortunate. Yeah, brand new boat. So your your boat, the Weaver, was a hole number one, right? The fifty eight Weaver. Yeah, hole number one Weaver. Jim Weaver's first boat it was built as Dream Weaver, I believe. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's got a lot of cool history about, I mean, for being a 99, she's still 
it's a beautiful boat and yeah. uh she'll make a good home wherever she goes and i mean you put new engines and paint that girl and she'll look like a racist yeah she'll i mean she'll look like she just got built last year yeah i mean she's got beautiful lines on her boat fish is super nice so make a nice home cool man i'm sure it'll find find out quickly so um so you guys you guys took over uh russ russ groofy right russ is this groofy is his last name right yeah so russ was building a boat for himself correct and then he decided to put yeah, we it out there, put it out there the bottom guys one one that that maybe it would be a spot that would be open so you guys got a boat that was was pretty much in progress is that what you guys had in mind uh when you guys were looking around and thinking about um, like as, as far as the size goes i think the size was probably right where we were thinking and obviously you know i didn't know you know which route we were going to go if it was a new boat or a used boat um you know i could only rich best i can at the end of the day it's his decision and you know he went kind of just happened to work out we met russ you know over one of the tournaments and uh corey's been a great help on the lunatico with their titan uh and his they're boss, working on their titan. second right second or third yeah they're well they're building their second but yeah kind of their third though i got you okay um but yeah, their second build, they're building the 70, which is in the barn next to me there. So it's been a pretty cool process going up and seeing both boats and seeing, uh, yeah, the work. It's cool now seeing a boat actually being built from from nothing and to what they are. So you get to really see what goes into it. Gotcha. And so what were the, like, and I, I know all the answers to these questions, but um like the deciding factors of why to go with Titan and and get it build a new boat. I guess build a new boat first and then why why Titan? It just seemed like a good fit for us. Um, you know, Russ, like I said, he had the boat, the hole was already done, and it was a build that was relatively kind of already into production where as you know, maybe a couple other options uh you know we would have had a been a little bit more of a a waiting window kind of getting in line and waiting i mean we're talking and four five six years almost right yeah for pretty much i'd say almost everybody you're looking at a time frame like that yeah um and you know he's he my boss wanted something you know more of a like a now thing and as far as time went timeline it, it just worked out the best and then as far as budget as well you know not saying titans are cheap or titans are expensive but they're you know they're in the budget for you know what my the boss was trying to spend and you know a couple other of the names that we all know out there i mean they're they're very expensive not saying yeah. they're not worth it but they're very expensive and some of these and i don't know i mean some of the builders come 
with a caveat that like, yeah, we'll try to keep it in that, in that general, for that general price range, or, you know, who, who's yeah. to say with the way the materials are, how much, and also it's important how much you guys change over the course of the build. Cause that has a lot to do with it too. So, um, I mean, I think the timing thing, I think is a big, from what I've talked to with other owners and people on the dock is, is a huge factor. It's like, oh, well they will concede. Sometimes owners will concede, you know, their dream boat to get a boat built the way they wanted from, from maybe not somebody that they thought they'd build a boat with, you know what I mean? Just for the simple fact that they'll have it in the relative near future. And if you have a good relationship or build a good relationship with the builder, then it works out, you know? So it, I feel like, but that timing thing, that timeline thing is a, is a big, big deal. Cause most of these people that buy these boats are not, not the youngest people in the world. Yeah. That yeah, was just in incredible shape. So that helps. <laughs> yeah, no, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, if you're already, you know, if you're like many of the owners out there, you know, it, and they all pretty much have to do it, but man, it just, it's brutal. If you want to have to wait four or five, six years for a boat, you know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy. You know, a lot could happen in a lot could happen in five years, man. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so. I mean, look at Bayless. What are they like seven, eight years out now yeah. here? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. I mean, that's, I mean, that's a long time. <laughs> yeah. That's an incredibly long, long time. And you don't know, you know, if, if these, some of these builders were to, to build, to expand as fast as they're building, as fast as their demand is at the moment, you know, they quality, quality, uh, you know, becomes a big variable, you know, the more you people, the more people you need to hire, the less control you have over the quality as the, as the company grows rapidly. And then for a lot of boat builders, you know, the last six, eight years have been, has been really a boom time, but they're aware of the times that maybe ahead they've lived through the 2008 eight stuff. So they don't, they don't want to expand to the point that they can't be sustainable, you know, so that, yeah. that has a, that has a lot to do with the builders and maybe why it takes takes six, seven years to get a custom to to get your custom boat started. You know, when people yeah. say, Oh yeah, the Bayless is seven years out or the Duffy is seven years out or the or the Titan is a year and a half out, sometimes it's just for the start date, like to start start it. Yeah, yeah. You're looking at another eighteen to twenty four months for a sixty four footer. So you know yeah. six so custom boat. So Timing is a big, and, big deal. Yeah, timing's big, and 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 also just going back and then looking like at used boats because you know looking at some used Spencers and stuff, which you know I love Spencers. Um, but man, you're you're paying a lot for the name as well there. Which then when you compare a used boat like that, you know, with a good amount of hours already, you know no sort no sort of warrant on anything yeah i mean yeah you're paying for a proven machine for sure but but man you you know you're paying you're paying a lot over for which this you know this new boat you're going to be not far off of it for a brand new rig and, yeah and then then you know then you get the perks of it actually being a custom boat because you buy a custom boat it was custom boat built 
built for somebody else. Now you buy a used custom yeah. boat. You hopefully, ideally, typically, it 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 fits with the whatever the owner wants in in the boat that he's getting. But you know, starting out from basically a bare hull, you have a lot of control on what goes on on there. You know, yeah, and actually, Tucker, you're you're a good friend and my good friend as well now and i just spoke to him the other day as well and you know he's like he was adamant about being there as much as possible you know because he's like yeah. he's like if you're not there for any sort of decision they're making that decision for you so he's like the more you're there then the more little little things are going the places you want to go and i was like like damn i'm gonna i guess i gotta be there more than what i've already been gone yeah enough. i mean it, and it makes a difference you know like on the boat that i'm working now the sea high there's been there's there's stuff that like you know i crawl into it all like changing the oil today in the filters it was me and the mate wrenching on this uh this hummel filter for the man engines on the side of the boat and it was or on the in on the on the wall of the engine room it was oh, me and it broke up a little bit oh sorry me and me and the mate and I today were junior were took us both to wrench this Hummel filter, the intermediate fuel filter off the to to open it. Maybe because it was done done a little too tight, but also because it was in a hard hard to reach place. It was hard to get some leverage on it. So like that's something that you can think about now as you as you kind of like go through there because you're gonna find yourself in a a deep dark corner of that boat at some point hopefully over the next six seven years on the wire transfer or longer you, you you're gonna have to fix something in there so it's, it's good to think about like oh man when that pump needs to go out how big does that hole need to be certain things yeah like yeah. That. yeah no it's good to talk to like guys like you and you know tucker and other guys like john louis and all these guys you know it's you know they all will say a little piece of advice of certain things and you're like oh that you know just the like issues that they've had that they had to deal with you know so they tell me and then i could kind of bounce that off russ and be like hey yeah you know plan for the worst and let's set this up like this so when i do get in that scenario we're gonna be it won't be a hassle you know yeah make it like oh i'm glad i'm i'll be you know we're glad we did it like this you know yeah yeah, then you'll you'll probably be cursing at yourself because you'll it won't work. Some of them won't work out, but you do the best you yeah, can. Yeah. So yeah. so let's let's talk about the boat. Let's um let's start on the exterior. So sixty three feet long, sixty four feet long, sixty three, sixty three tower or no tower, no tower. Which oh wow, big. Hard for me to say I'd ever be getting a boat without a tower, but you know, you're just destined for the mid Atlantic, buddy. So I know, right? I'll fit right in. So, all right. So, 63 feet, no tower, um, traditional sport fish style bridge and house. Um, let's go up on the bridge. Have you thought this, this far, this far ahead as far as the bridge goes yet? Yeah, we've gotten pretty creative, you know, like. So none of his boats to date besides the Lunatico 70 now in my boat will be the first two boats with the center console on the bridge. 
And I was and then, super, super adamant about that when I got on the boat. I'm, I didn't, I'm not really big on the kind of the, the side console. I mean, I, I know you console. do get a lot. Yeah. I know you get more room and you get a little bit more storage and stuff, but I just, I think the layout of the center console is a, just a sleeker, prettier look. Um, I don't know. Just the flow of the bridge is nice. I think. Yeah. And then do you, so, you got the bench in front, like the bench to sit on a, the long yeah, bench. Like yeah, the we're in the front of the console would be like a yeah recliner, like a lounge. Yeah, that's cool. And then uh, it'll have you know two uh, you know seating, you know side seating that will come up to the middle and then stop in the middle, so you have access to your brow up there. I got you. And then you know for sure two helm chairs. You know we we tried we talked about putting a third up there, but I just don't think we're gonna have the room with the uh, with the hole to go the ladder yeah but but yeah you know and then getting kind of cool you know getting creative with you know the you know your electronic setup you know like your mm -hmm. drop down box in front of you and i'm pretty excited to put like a box you know like when you're backing up i could have a i'm gonna have a little garmin i mean which everyone has nowadays but you know for me it's i've never had that so i'm pretty excited about that and you could have your sonar off of it or, you know, rudder indicator. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's cool to have your, the sonar there. So when you do mark one is in the spread, you know, you, you could be actually looking back and looking just, oh, you're just looking up. So yeah, I know probably every boat has that now, but I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's one of the cool things. Have that thing drop down on the back of your, like on the aft side of your teaser reels. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That, I saw that on the special situation 80 it's 82 it's very cool it's nice to have three yep. three big three big screens probably or four no just no just two because the okay. con the I could get three if I did the side console but since I'm doing uh the center console I'm getting like two 24s okay that's that's plenty yeah and then do you have this split have screen on one and and the sonar on the other yeah do you have one a drop down box or a couple screens upstairs up up top too and it's in the hard top yeah the, the one in front will have like i don't even remember what's up top to be honest with you i, I know yeah because the side of uh the helm the pod there the two you have up two hatches there I want to say my radios are in each of those boxes and then all my switches will be up against that, you know, forward little wall there. And then I'll have the, the, uh, sonar controller and the port one. And then anything up in the hard top. I, yeah, there is. I just, I'm having a blank of what's exactly up there right now. I think that's a great spot for the autopilot control. Just oh yeah. There. Auto, just yeah, exactly. Especially pilot. So especially we have the electric steering and the uh in the hag and it's up on the front and i always hit it with my belly as i'm trying to like i i want to adjust it and the and so i've got to turn the knob and then i always hit it with my belly and uh then the alarm goes off and it 
it goes into standby mode again. So maybe it has something to do with my belly or it might also have something to do with um, where the controller's at. <laughs> yeah. The autopilot. So, well, and another thing too, which he, he hadn't done on any other boat prior. And now he's doing it on my boat and obviously the 70 as well. But like on Corey's boat right now, the 63, you know, there's no, on the bridge, he just stands on, like, there's no, uh, like, step up. And Corey is a little shorter than me. And he came in, well, I came and see, you know, the, like, the tip of the bow, like, standing on the bridge. And that would, like, you know, it drives me crazy not yeah. seeing the bow. So, on my boat, and then they're putting on his 70, but they're giving me, like, a little, you know, teak step on my helm there. Yeah, and uh, that gives me like the perfect range to pretty much see all the way around, which I'm pretty excited about as well. I mean, I don't know how Corey did it. He only he looked in the reflection, just of the hard top. I yeah, I can't see the bow of the sea. I just Jesus, take the wheel. Somebody was I pulled off the fuel dock here at Isla the other day, and um, it's a concrete gnarly ass fuel dock and somebody was like hey the guy who was sitting there with with me opposite me he was like you had about that much off your bow and i was like oh cool thanks dude <laughs> so yeah it it helps to see the bow i think it's a huge huge, huge yeah thing. i don't know I, i'm just i mean i'm sure there's tons of people that don't see the bow and they're perfectly fine with it but it definitely gives me a little I don't know, sense of relief when if you could see it, then I don't know, I just feel good. Less of a chance of hitting it if you can see it. Yeah. So cool. So the bridge, that's the bridge, and you're going to have the two benches on either side that go up the start uh, outside of the bridge. Yep. And then yep. just your traditional hole and ladder. And I'm trying to decide to, what's your opinion on this for the Throw under the hard top there, um, like doing like a a matte finish. Mm -hmm. I like it. Rough, we have or, or yeah. A lot of guys are saying that you know, obviously it's it's nicer because it cuts down on the glare. But they're saying if you scratch it, you know, there's it's there forever because. But the chances of chances of scratching it are pretty low. Yeah, I'd like. You probably anymore. There's an area downstairs to keep rods and stuff, so you're not breaking them in and out of the bridge. I, I see where they're coming from. We on the on the sea hag, it was shiny on the blood money, and on the sea hag, it's it's uh non skid and it's matte non skid, and I like it a lot. I feel I feel like it cuts down the glare a fair bit. So I I would go with that, and I don't. I mean, you can scratch stuff, and it, over the years you will scratch it, but. If they put enough paint on it, it won't be, it won't matter. Yeah. Yeah. I, we, I had it on the, t on the temptress. We had a, a matte finish under and it. I could, I definitely thought it cut down a lot on the glare. Matte finish, brown, brown cushions. And we have the sea deck on the bridge of the sea hag. And I, I thought it looked, I've always thought it was kind of tacky, but I'm pretty happy with it. Cuts down on the glare and yeah, it's yeah. nice on your feet. So, yep. but it's definitely, they, they cutting down on the glare. I remember going fishing on the, 
that you never know Joey Burbeck years ago here in Isla. And that was the first boat that I remember had that I was ever on that had the mat finish on the, on the bottom of the hard top and also brown cushions. And it had a teak deck upstairs too. If I can remember correctly, I think it had a teak deck and, uh, it was, it was noticeably darker and I was like, wow, it's like dark up here. I was trying to figure out why that started looking around. Yeah, yeah. And it kind of it. it I love really it. I love that when it's dark up top. Yeah, yeah. And other than making a, the only other thing you could do, which is pretty extreme, is paint the metal black or powder coat the yeah. metal. But that you know that that it's, becomes yeah, a maintenance a little... maintenance nightmare. Yeah. So, but I think you have a pretty good layout there, as long as you can reach everything and see everything that's all yeah the cool thing is also right now is like you know when we get to play with it but like he's asking me like how high you know i want the steering wheel you know like yeah which is cool you know like i get to like you know i because like you know you don't want it you don't want it too high you don't want too low you know you want almost you almost want to be able to like move it with your ass when you're backing up on a fish you know yeah yeah um, the blood so that's the playing like it's cool like doing like all these little things you know like you you can't do that when you even when you refit a boat you don't yeah. get the chance to do all this stuff yeah the i remember the the 56 viking felt very natural to me when we had the blood money when the 50 when we had the viking and then on occasion it felt very natural to me in this boat it feels like i'm driving a bus it's like up here and it's like way high yeah, so yeah, it feels like I'm, I'm kind of driving a bus, but I'm getting used to it. But yeah, it's uh, but it was also built for the owner. Like the owner built it for him back yeah, when he was still running on his own boat. He's a little taller than me, so yeah. <laughs> it's perfect for him. Yeah. So nice. That's cool. I think that I think, in my opinion, I think it's a pretty sweet setup. Yeah, big lounger and then. Just your regular teaser reels up top in the hard top, just two, or are you gonna go with the four? Nah, two. <laughs> two. Yeah. And then yeah, I always see four up there at some boats and they never use them for the dredges. Yeah, that's that's fancy stuff. It's too much anymore with the sonar and everything and the technique. Yeah. I can't I can't manage the dredges. That's where I draw the line. Yeah, no, I mean yeah, there's guys that have that all up there. That's a lot. And I assume you're doing the 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 easy to see why all the way around. You're not doing the console because you guys don't live in rough places, places that can be rough, not rough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Full enclosure. Cool. So going downstairs, or we're walking down. You go down the. Down the hole, where's that hole going to be? On the starboard side, port side, middle? Starboard. Starboard side. Is the door going to be on the salon door? Is going to be on the starboard side too? Yep. Yep. And and, uh, yeah, nice mezzanine there. Big giant freezer there. Huge freezers. And then eight freezers, you know, below that. And then, and then the step. You know, walking into the salon is your drink box. And then to the right is that is your uh uh cockpit Eskimo there. I gotcha. And then 
So the the Eskimos in the in the floor of the mezzanine on the starboard side. It the dump is actually like not like if you were sitting there, the dump is like actually like at like your back level. Because uh-huh. like instead of like putting a um, like a little tackle station there with like some drawers, it's just going to be one big kind of like L shaped dump ice dump there. Okay, cool. Nice. Which I had the option there, which I was like, eh, I mean, what are you going to put a couple Plano boxes or something for junk? You know, it's rather yeah. then it's just good pack up on ice. Yeah. And then where's ice the engine? Is, is the engine room access going to yeah, be? Yeah, just, just left of the, like, walking into the salon, but just to the left there in, in that mezzanine right there. Okay. So like in that step there. Is it in the step going on where you stand on or where you sit on? In the step. I got you. You pull the whole thing up? No, just like just a little you pull up like yeah, like I got you. So yeah, yeah, two foot of step there or whatever. You gotcha. Which yeah, I mean on that Spencer boat, the whole thing lifted up and it was like a giant hole, you know? Yeah, that's how the uh, um, case. But now they have. Yeah, that thing. Um, that that's a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. It was scary if those shocks ever went. That thing would. <laughs> that thing would kill somebody if it came down on you. Yeah. Big fish box in the transom right now. Yep, fish box slash live well, and I'll probably make it with some like removable tuna tubes if we ever get the chance to go do something like that. Mm-hmm. And then, and you know, Lazarus behind the chair there, after the chair, and then forward of the chair there is a is a big hatch for the uh, sea keeper. I got you. Are you gonna no in deck fish boxes? I guess there's no room with the sea keeper. No, big fan of that. Nice. And then how much how much fuel is gonna be under there? Uh so he's gonna hold like twenty three hundred. Nice. Because you could like do the option with like the extra saddle tanks in the front, which I did. So it'll be like twenty three hundred. So that's a pretty good amount. Is it one big tank back there, or two two different tanks in the in under the salon? Well, total the whole boat is five tanks. I got you. But yeah, there's a it's like a thousand gallon, or is he a thousand or eight hundred? Like there that wraps around like in a U around the Sea Keeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then and then forward of the bulkhead is like is like I said, it's probably the thousand or the eight hundred. So you get eighteen hundred there. And then that leftover five hundred comes from like three saddle tanks, uh like port, middle, and starboard up forward. Wow. Man, it's elaborate. Yeah. Just the way the kind of the the whole layout is. Yeah. Now those three tanks will they be the ones in the bow? Will they be pumped into one tank? Do they kind of gravity feed into one tank? Correct. I got you. And actually, the the engines only run off of the aft tank. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So you just everything just you just transfer everything yeah, as you need it. Everything. Yeah. Gotcha. So let's let's go down the uh, go down the steps into the engine room now. That's just the where i think this is where the most thought 
needs to be spent in my opinion and this is what i don't really don't care about the inside of inside of the boats as far as the layout or how nice it is as far as the inside of the salon i but new boats i'm always curious about the engineer what people what ideas people come up with there <laughs> so yeah no it's well it's gonna be very exciting in two weeks that's that's the big project everything is getting dropped in getting man 2000 is dropped in getting the sea keeper dropped in and two northern lights generators dropped in Ooh, northern lights uh, so <laughs> oh you don't have a thing against them i, I i'm starting to <laughs> <laughs> well i've had one for a while and she's been good <laughs> um so all right so where you know, the 2000 horsepower mans Pretty big engine, or not big engines, but pretty powerful engines. Yeah. So, what size shafts are we going with? Uh, four inch spline. I believe it's four inch. Pretty sure it's a big ass shaft, especially with the spline. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I learned all about that on the old boat when we switched to spline on that Spencer boat. So. Learning definitely there, the way. I, I, yeah, I think yeah. you could with the sounds with like the spine, it's the way to go. Yeah, with the spine shaft, you could probably get away with the three and a half inch and probably be good, but it's always good. Yeah, it could be honestly. I don't, I want to say four because I'm pretty sure it's four, but it could be three and a half. Yeah, somewhere in there. I know it's big, it's big. So, um, yeah, uh. Sonar's, you know, forward of the engines right in the center there, which is cool. And it's it's a big engine room. I mean, it's nice. You could you could stand, I could stand up. Basically, the top of my hair touches the roof. And you could pretty much walk all the way around, which is really nice. Um, that'd be nice to be able to have the space in the engine room. I've never had that before. So yeah, space in the engine room. It's awesome. Because even on is that it, Spencer, the, even on the Spencer, is, we put the three sea keepers right down the center. So I gave away all that beautiful space. <laughs> it's never yeah, enough, it's, is uh, it? Like, no. It'll never be enough. Like, oh, you, like the first, when you get it all done and it's all, you're like, this is awesome. This will be so much space. And then it won't be. Yeah, no, I'm trying to think what else is far. I mean, I mean, a lot, uh, like I said, it's all painted now. It's they're ready, uh, ready to drop everything in. They're just waiting on, I think, the engine mount guy, and, and uh, and everything's going in. So it'll be an exciting day. Nice. So, and then are you are you going to do a pump room up in the forward part of the? The I mean, there's. No, I mean not, not a actual pump room, you know. Yeah, just everything's. Gonna I mean, be you do have, yeah, yeah, mounted, and he has like these really nice kind of cubbies cut out, you know, outside of the of the engines there, uh, outboard of the engines there, like for like a lot of the systems, like like the water maker and spot zero and it's really nice the way it's set up really nice everything has like a nice shelf and home you know it's not just stuck on 
pinned to the wall and stuff or yeah it's, it's nice gotcha let's see i don't think what else another thing we spoke about too which seems like a good idea as long as which the biggest thing i i we were talking about is if it cleans up wells but like putting some non-skid like around the engine you know so like if you're just walking around or barefoot or something you're not going to slip and kill yourself which i thought was a pretty i think that's going to be nice yeah and yeah, not I mean, like necessarily the not necessarily the whole space but just like a enough like where you're like where you're like you don't like the path you walk you know just like a, almost like a little guideline a strip so you yeah. you know you kind of walk on that which if you were you know, like if you were walking are you talking about down the middle or just like when you climb up in between the say the engine and the generator up the angled piece there yeah up the angled pieces i think that's very wise you could always you know just spray with bleach if some oil gets on there or something like that yeah so yeah that's a great it's a great idea yeah i thought that was that was cool fuel polish would you put a fuel polisher i would you know they're not that big they don't take a lot of power and i think it's just for the two aft tanks and i would just move just clean keep the aft tanks clean yeah uh, <clears throat> That's what I would I would definitely do that. Huge fan of that. Yeah. Not that I I mean fuel problems anymore, but when you have them, man, they sometimes they don't go away. So they they take a while to go away. So if you can minimize yeah, I've, it, it's, I've been down that road before. So yeah, especially with those mans, like with the common rail mans and and the common rail engines now, that they need a lot of their their. I think the last um our old thirteen. 1360 mans or 1300 1360 mans i think they are the the last fuel filter it's it's 30 30 microns five microns then two microns so you know you clog up two microns going and you're going to have issues and it, it yeah. does happen and i've clogged the five i've clogged the five up on a boat like that was newly refitted and they had like 60 hours on it clogged the, the five micron uh and that was a pain no just like yeah. one more thing like if you could keep the fuel good i think those engines would be very happy yeah yeah fuel polishing i don't know what else you could do with that um other than the fuel fuel polishing but i think if you if you just if you just move fuel between the two tanks or the two tanks oh you just have one big tank in the back right yeah so, so basically okay. the way we would yeah, set yeah. it up is anything going to the app tank would you have to run through the polisher the polisher or what what i understood is basically when you're adding fuel into that 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 center big tank you could basically mm -hmm. as you're putting it in you could basically just polish that so it's already clean so by the time you already run it back it's already good to go that's a good idea do yeah. they make polishers that'll polish that quickly if it's a high speed pump yeah they said it's i, mean, I don't know I don't remember like the speed of it, but they said it was fast enough to pretty much keep up with it almost. Nice. There's a few, there's like two different sizes. Obviously there's like a really big, big one, but yeah. I think they said the smaller one would be just fine. I'd be curious. Cause now, now I'm like thinking about where the raycores are going to go and like certain things like that. I don't want to bore people with that stuff, but I hope I get to, to see it. I don't even know where they're going yet, to be honest with you. Yeah. 
I mean, you don't have to make that decision quite yet. You set the engines and then you look at it. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're remote, so it's cool. Yep. All right, so we're going back up the stairs. Now, is it stairs? I, I, I guess you're, there's no hallway going aft in the lazarette, right? So you actually like walk down stairs. Not like a ladder. Yep. It's kind of nice. Yeah, you basically pop down into like that first little generator room, you know? So you basically have your two generators right there. And yeah. then you'll walk through the little, you know, the little, you'll walk into that little hole into the engine room. Okay. Are you going to get one of them nice fancy doors that really close? You know, I don't know. Good question. Something to think about. Makes it a lot quieter. I think somebody was saying something about having that and it's good for Coast Guard purposes or something. I don't, I don't remember what the idea was behind it, but it's not it's like certainly, it's I mean, your boat, because those mans are quiet in general but i think if you had that door it would be you could probably have like a conversation like at the at the volume we're speaking on in the in in the cockpit while the boats are like from what i'm told you know yeah so i know some people that have added it and they said it made it made a world of difference on an existing boat. um yeah nice mm, what else is we're doing a day head, um, which this will be the first Titan with a day head. Yeah. Um, which I was going back and forth on it for a while. Um, but I think we made the right decision. I think it's nice when you have a bunch of people on the boat and especially women on the boat, you know, you don't get guys either going off the back or just, you know, crawling through the whole boat, going downstairs, yeah. you know wet boots on or whatever um it's right there so i think it's i think it's the purpose is is needed and we don't we're not really compromising anything the only thing like that's where the panel would go and then we're just moving the panel basically up just forward where like if you're going to go down to the companion way and we would just we're just losing like a like a you know a spice cabinet yeah yeah Nice. So are we doing an L-shaped couch or is it going to be a U-shaped couch? Uh, it's an L-shape. It's an L-shape. Um, and then I'll have, uh, you know, dinette off the starboard side, L-shaped couch. And then I'll have a little, you know, your countertop there with a little overhang with like two bar stools right there. I gotcha. So it'll be... It'll be homey. We're trying to make it where, you know, when you're traveling or in the islands, you know, everyone kind of has a place to sit and eat, eat a meal, yeah. you know? I don't think you should put those Northern Lights generators in there right now. That's how I feel. <laughs> a lot of people I talk to said they're the best. They, everybody, that's what Jason from Ace Marine said. He was like, oh, they're the, I've never seen this happen on the Northern Lights generator. I digress. Um, Oh, you're, you're cook. You're, you, you like, you like your cooking here. Um, anything cool going on in the galley? You get an oven. Ovens are big. I, I wish I had an oven. Mm, not an actual oven. I mean, I think we're just doing one of those like hybrid microwaves that, you know, kind of do all that stuff now. Yeah. Um, with like a three or 
I think a three stove top burner there. Um, but it's cool just getting creative with storage and stuff. Yeah. Um, some cool pullouts in certain areas where, you know, we didn't think, or I didn't think at first that we made work and, you know, some like working on like some overhead storage as well, uh, for rods, like in the headliner. Um, well, out of the salon, one of my favorite, one of my favorite features that was my idea, which probably seen it somewhere, but, uh, is putting a little Garmin right above my bed. So when we're either on the hook or we're traveling, I don't have to wake up in a heart attack and run to the bridge and see where we are. Yeah. You know, I can have a little screen right there and, and just allow me to get a couple hours of decent sleep on those type of nights yeah so i'm pretty excited about that russ thought that was a great idea and then access to cam obviously I, you would you're probably gonna have cameras everywhere a couple in the engine room salon yeah and i I could access those cameras right yeah. on right on the garment yeah. so it's pretty cool yeah that's pretty cool and uh yeah. and yeah like it'll be you know the i guess if you want to call it the captain crew room which will be my bed there right first you know, on the right, when you go down the stairs, master there on the left. And uh, that forward room, the VIP will be a four bunk room, which is will be pretty cool. So yeah. you could put a couple mates up there and, you know, the boss's two sons and I could still have my own room and peace and quiet. Peace and quiet. Doors. Doors are nice on the boat. You get the clothes and get away a little bit. Yeah. Big, big fan of them. Yeah. Um nice. Another thing too, it's it's cool we're under under the top bunks. Um we made like the depth of them bigger. And then under the bed there's a big hatch. So you could actually, you know, lift the mattress and lift the hatch and you could have, you know, whatever you want that storage to be, but you know, you could get wooden crab in there and you know, he could put you know, rod yeah. tips in there, you know, whatever thirties or twenties, whatever you want. But those are pretty cool, valuable little storage, uh, spaces. We, we added, that was, uh, that was Corey's idea. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's, you know, it's been really nice having Corey, you know, being a part of it. Cause you know, he's building his second boat. So all the mistakes or all the things that he would change on his 63, you know, we're able to kind of change or, you know, put a little more thought in certain areas from his 63 to our boat. So it's, yeah, it's been a big help. Nice. So, and then, uh, what colors are going to be? Is it going to be white? I think we're still, I don't think it's completely decided, but it's either going to be white or blue tone white. I got you. I like the blue. Something different. Um, I feel like everyone has a gray boat nowadays. Every single yeah, like gray. boat's gray. Yeah, gray is pretty hot, but definitely, definitely not doing gray. But yeah, no. And then you know the boss lady and us, we went with her to the interior design lady, and that was a fun, that was a fun day picking out 
colors and all that sorts of stuff. Yeah. Cool. Anything anything you're doing interesting on the bottom of the boat? Like the running gear or anything like that? So it's pretty straightforward. Pretty straightforward. Um tunnels or no tunnels? Tunnels. Tunnels and uh I guess the Humphrey trim tabs, which I don't really know much about to be honest with you, but um a few people I spoke to say that's the way to go nowadays. I don't really know. Yeah, it's definitely seen a fair bit of boats having them. So I mean, the concept know. seems seems nice, and I guess you can't rip them off either. So I guess that's nice. Yeah, they're simple enough. And I guess if you do need to swap them out, I guess they're fairly easy. Yeah. When you on uh, blood money at a bow thruster? No, just crash into it. Just crash into everything. Yeah, that's what I that's what I do on the Weaver. <laughs> Bounce Control. off things. Controlled crash. <laughs> yeah, I know. I get I get a bow thruster back now, so I'm excited about that. Yeah, that's badass. I wish I had one. I was gonna ask you the reason why I was asking because I was if you had it, you know, which way I know it's a big big controversy or just preference thing of if you push you know, the starboard lever and the throttle, you know, which way does the bow go? Uh, I guess it's, you know, I've, that, I've never, it's like goes, goes, goes a lot of different ways. Well, I don't I know think, if it's two ways, but. I think I would, if I, if I was on the starboard side, I'd want the bow to go to the, be pushed to the starboard, I guess. That's what, that's well, kind of like the cons- well, I'll let you answer first before I say anything. Well, if you think about it, if you're pushing the throttle forward in in gear, right, you're actually putting thrust out the back. You know, so if you and then the other way, if you're putting in reverse, the thrust is going out of the front of the boot on the propellers, right? So if you were to do it that way, if you were to think of it like that, then the then it would be opposite. The, the, you would push the button and the thrust on the starboard side, the thrust would would push you away from starboard. Come, come, come out of the starboard and push you to port. But I, I guess, so I, I think guess, that's... I guess what an older, very knowledgeable captain I spoke to said, I guess, the, I guess the, the old, the proper Rybovich way is that way. Is yeah. you push the starboard and a boat goes to port, but yeah. but I think everyone nowadays, I think like you said originally, is if you push starboard, it goes to starboard. Yeah, but on the temptress, I actually had it the other way, like you're saying. I had you push starboard and it goes away from starboard, it goes to port, and I I found that I actually like that. Actually, now that I took me a little while to get used yeah. to, because I always thought it was the wrong way. But if you think about it now, now I, I actually I said, like it. And I think it I makes said sense. that. Yeah, but I said that like I did say that, like, oh, if you push the starboard, but if you put the starboard engine in gear, the starboard the starboard side goes forward. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this, you put it in gear, so I don't know. I do it however you want. That's such a Yeah, if you do it, yeah, it's it's a preference thing. Yeah, and I'm no sure it's easy. Right way. 
I, I, I feel like that's an easy enough thing to switch around if somebody else wanted a different or, yeah, yeah. or you wanted or a different. Two wires, you know? Yeah. Man, I'd be uh, out of control. I'd be out of control with a bow thruster. <laughs> I just feel like the bow thrusters is just people announcing themselves coming into the marina. Because you just see them sitting there and they'll just lay on the bow thruster for no reason whatsoever. And it's just like, oh, I'm a really, really big boat. I just need to announce I'm here. Yeah, there's some loud ones, boy. I'll tell you that. Yeah. There's some loud ones. But if I could have a Valdorster, I would add one for sure. Just so I could be faster at docking. Windy places, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes on a Carolina boat, especially. You know, like, that Weaver definitely had some. Had some uh, pinballing sometimes. Yeah, I remember we were going. We're just getting ropes off a piling sometimes, you know. That yeah, it just makes that a lot easier, you know. We're we're in a we're in a slip that's too big right now for the boat, and they don't really have any thumbs to hang ropes on and stuff. So you got to set them on top of it, and it's yeah, it's a nightmare. It's kind of like yeah, bouncing around the dock, kind of. Yeah, yeah, you gotta bounce off one side and go bounce yeah. off the other side, and, and one of the, that's the only one, way to do it. Yeah, and one of the pilings is metal. It's it's two wood pilings on the bow, and then the the midship pilings, or both the midship pilings are are metal, and then the dock. So it's interesting. So cool, buddy. Did um, anything else unique that you're doing with it? I'm sure there is. Can't think of yeah. it right now. But I'm sure I'll some of it, yeah. Some, some I'm sure I'll be figuring out more stuff as we go along. You know, we're still yeah. some of it. The like, next few uh, months will be some big, uh, some big, big milestones. Yeah, and then some of it's like people like I don't know. We could go into crazy detail about little things where you're gonna put little things and stuff like that. But maybe we should later on when you when you get a little further down the road. Yep. Yep. So keep keep brainstorming for us. Oh well. Can't wait to see it. Hopefully hopefully I'll be up there next time you, you stop through. I'm hoping they'll be home like the first week in March or something like that. Perfect. I'll plan on seeing you then. Well, cool. And then I think we had uh some people asked about where they could watch the full length episodes on the Instagram. Yep. So Backlash Radio slash Hook Optics on uh, YouTube. And I don't know how many episodes are on there yet. My wonderful girlfriend, Rachel's taking care of that. And she's uploading them. But that's that's like a chore at my house because the internet's not very fast. So um, there's definitely a handful of episodes already up on, on YouTube. So if anybody wants to watch or keep on watching, um, watch the full-length episodes. Perfect. So, well, cool, man. This is fun. I'm excited for you. Thank you, man. Yeah, we're excited and be uh, spending some time with you up there later this year for sure. In the summer, too. It'll be a great summer having you around. So, cool, buddy. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, Please check out hookoptics.com if this pod has provided you guys value and when you guys are in the market for new sunglasses. Um, we're working on coming out with new stuff all the time. Pretty excited about it. So, 
and know they've been a big hit down here in Mexico. We sold almost a dozen pairs. So, yeah, so since wearing my ambers like crazy right now, been training my eye for those ambers and starting to like, like them more and more. Yeah, I've I've been wearing the ambers every day here sail fishing, and I'm really enjoying it. But I, I, I was wearing. They're my go-tos for the most part. The ambers, the amber glass. Oh, the glass! I don't got the glass yet. You do have the glass. Oh, yours, yours have your. Oh, they're poly lens. Yeah, yeah. In the prescription, yeah. They're poly, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, cool. We're coming out with some new. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but some new lenses. I need on some the gear. You need some gear. I send you some gear. Yeah, just get it when you come up. Stop in the store. All right, all right. Perfect. I'll do that. Go bother your brother. Yeah, he he likes being bothered. He's in Los Buenos today. I wonder how he did. He's fishing his first day. He's down there for the for the uh, triple crown. He's fishing with some nice. friends today on a different boat. But I'm excited for him. I guess it, it was slow fishing, and now it got better. So let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Oh. Southern Pride, 38 bites. Christopher. Christopher had 30, 35 bites. Nice. Yeah. So pretty good fishing. Excited for my brother on the DAC this week. Uncle Bill back on the Blackhawk. So excited. You got a tournament nice this weekend? Out. Yep. We got a big one this weekend. So, man, a bunch of fish showed up. So hopefully it stays good. Nice. Well, this is... I. I was talking to, with Travis on the Southern Seas the other day. This weekend coming up is like got to be one of the biggest offshore fishing weekends and of the year because you, what, what's the big one you guys got going? We got the Sailfish Challenge, which is a pretty Sailfish big one. Challenge. Yeah, Sailfish Challenge. There's a tournament here in Isla, the Island Time Tournament, and the Triple Crown of Costa Rica. So, a lot, lot of sailfish being caught this weekend. A lot of Pez Velas. A lot so. of Pez Velas. Bella, well, thank, you guys, thank you guys for listening and we'll ho hopefully get a get a guest and see you guys next week get back on schedule here right. so thanks everybody thanks bro